All right, we are live just as my microphone broke. <laughs> We're going to be doing this all night. Uh, welcome back to SwitchCast. I'm your host, Doug Tabbitt, founder of Switch Cars, GT Vault, and two-time overall Cannonball Run record, I almost said record champion, Cannonball Run record holder with my co-driver, Arnie Toman. Each week on SwitchCast, I'll have a new guest co-host. Some of them will be famous, some of them will be unknown, but all of them will have a wealth of knowledge and experience to share, including Stephen. Famous in this case. We'll take your calls and questions as our goal is not just an interview, but an interaction with you, the audience. As together, we seek to be the co-pilot on the drive of your life. The number to call in tonight is 216-294-4124. It's the same number every night. Or you can post your questions in the comment flow wherever you are watching live. My guest tonight is Stephen Dumperth. He is the used car manager of Porsche Beachwood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the used car manager, used car salesman usually comes with its own stigma. But that's exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about stigmas and clients and interactions with clients. Uh, one of the most popular facets of my website, besides the awesome cars for sale, is our wall of shame. I don't know, but I may be the only car dealer that has either enough gumption or too much stupidity that I will put bad customer interactions on my websites and actually make fun of my customers. Although most of them aren't actually customers. There would be customers. They're the guys that will never, ever buy a car no matter what. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's been very, very popular, and we haven't updated it in, I don't know, a couple of years. But the emails keep coming. The interactions keep getting better and better. So tonight we're going to unpack some of those and just some general hate mail and mean comments because people are terrible when they're behind the anonymity of their keyboard. So we're going to have some fun tonight. Uh, so uh, uh, to introduce my guest, as I already started to, he's a used car manager. Can I say where you work? Yes. Por Porsche Beachwood. Porsche Beachwood, which is a fantastic Porsche dealer up in uh, Beachwood, Ohio, Penske store. And uh, he's very good at his job. The best. <laughs> the best. The best. Stephen and I <clears throat> met a few years ago. Uh, I had gotten sent up to Porsche Beachwood to look at a car on behalf of a client. This client was extremely picky in the best kind of way. And I walk in and I was just a, a regular up, as they might say. I just, yep. Stephen walked up to me. When I was looking at this car in the parking lot, asked if I needed any help, and I just said, well, I'm looking at this car for somebody else, and you know, he sent me here to check it out because he's crazy picky. Like He wants a car that doesn't have any flaws, is totally serviced up, does not need anything. And Steven just looked at me. Remember what you said? This might not be the car for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in so many words. It was a 997.2 GT3 RS. It was. Um, it wasn't a GT3 RS. No, it was like a, a Targa 4S or uh -uh. A, a regular. No, it was, it was outside. It wasn't a GT3 RS. That was the second one. You're right. That was the yeah, second. No, one. the first interaction the, the we ever had. The first one was a Targa. You're right. Yeah, I remember you giving me my card, but we didn't yeah. talk much. 
No, that the, was the that second was time. The second time we met was that three RS at nine nine seven dot two, gray black, and um, oh that one, that one, that one. That was the second time. Oh gosh, yeah, the, that car. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh gosh, okay. remember that? Yeah, the car that was in the process of getting CPO'd. In attempting, the long attempting. process of getting unracified <laughs> to get CPO'd. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I lay down and looked at the underside of that car and I'm like, yeah, nope. But yeah. Uh, no. So it, it, it's interesting, though, right? So uh, a bad manager or maybe a typical corporate manager might say might get you in trouble for telling me I shouldn't buy a car. So I, I, I have philosophies on that, right? So there are cars where, why is this so cheap? There's a reason it's so cheap. You know, where are you going to find something else at this price point? And then there's cars that are really expensive, given the market average. And you look somebody square in the eye and say, but where are you going to find one in this condition, right? Mm-hmm. There's a difference. So when somebody says, I'm picky, I'm, I'm you know, I, I can't have any funny smells, chips, etc., you, you you can't misrepresent the car, right? right? I mean, that's a quick ticket to misery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so somebody might say, well, you killed the deal, but the deal w- wouldn't have happened anyway. And nope. if it did, it would have sucked because the guy would have given you and me negative feedback for selling him a car that wasn't up to his expectations. For sure. Um, I, I A similar situation I ran into recently, I was in a bar. I guess it wasn't a situation. It was just I said something to the bartender where he had poured me a drink. I said, oh, that's thanks for not giving me the corporate pour. And he later up, he came to me. He goes, well, do you know the guy that was at the end of the bar? He's he's the owner. He's my boss. Why would you say that? Oh, and I'm like, dude, he should be appreciative of that if he's a good boss, because like I'm in business, I've been trained by the best. And if you appreciate your customers, that comes back to you in the form of business. And no that doubt. goes back to you, right? So you gave sure. me your card to to me at the time. You were just a Porsche salesman. Not that there's any, you know, that, yeah, not putting you down. It was just I didn't know anything more than you're just the guy who walked out to talk to me about the car. But I took your card. I'm like, I'm going to do business with that guy in the future because he shot me straight. Yep. We've done a lot. And we've done a we've lot done of a business. Lot. And that proves the point that you represent yourself properly, even if a typical corporate manager might not appreciate it, it works. When they're focused on the moment and they're not focused on a bigger picture, mm-hmm. right? Everything in life is relationship driven. It's, it's about laying a foundation. It's about laying a foundation with the people that you actually want to lay a foundation with too. There's yeah. a lot of people that, I either know right away or I know through a really bad scenario, I don't ever want to do business with that person again, which kind of falls in line with there, our podcast. Here we go. All right. So let's get straight yeah. to the people that we never want to do business with again. Oh, man, this is going to be good. This is, yeah, this is going to be good. Oh, my goodness. I'm so uh, fortunate I remembered that one that I was telling you about right before the podcast. <laughs> Man, there's some people. 
can you can you tell me that one? So uh, Stephen he, is a little bit limited in what he can say for good reason. He works for a large Porsche store and he can't damage their reputation, speak badly about any clients in particular. Now, that is why I think I work for myself, because I can say whatever the heck I want to. It may I cost wish. me. It may cost me big time. But I wish I. Uh, yeah, no. So so <laughs> I'm willing to tell lots of very good stories about Porsche Beachwood's clients. And I am willing to tell some atrocious stories about clients from the past because what are they going to do? Fire me. I'm not going to use real names so they can't they can't uh, claim defamation or anything of that name. Right. Uh, I'm going to use some real names tonight. Good for you. you man. <laughs> it's all true. It's envy. all true. <sighs> You're so it's all lucky. true. Anyway. Okay. Tell me tell me the one you, you started to tell me. Did, a guy. Just, just tell me. Sure. It's a good one. So it was about a decade or so ago. And I like to meet the people that I'm going to appraise the car of, right? So I meet the guy, and uh, he immediately tells me that he has mental issues and that he recently had his car appraised at $16,000, and he'd wished that he had warned the man who had, who had appraised it for $16,000 that he, he wished he would have warned him that he would kill him if he didn't give him a particular number, which was somewhere around $18,000. Um, oof, I'm not going to go into what car it was, but <laughs> needless to say, I, I appraised the vehicle and obviously this isn't at Porsche Beachwood because I hit it at $10,000. And then I think to myself, oh yeah, this guy's going to kill me. So I get 12 <laughs> and I mean, tires are smoked, body is smoked, rail dust all over a pearl white paint job on a 10 year old car junk so he goes to the new car building i'm in the used car building minutes go by and all of a sudden i see this white hunk of metal flying up toward the used car building and he gets out and comes to my door and says hey i already let the guys down there know that i'm going home and getting my gun and I told them that I was going to let you know that I'm going home and I'm getting my gun. I'm going to come back. I'm going to shoot all them. And then I'm going to come up and I'm going to shoot you. I said, okay. And uh, he walked out very calmly, got in his car, drove off, called, called to the new car building. Hey, yeah, I know. I know. I already called the cops. Okay, sweet. Cops show up. Yeah, you know, people claim this all the time. People get mad in a grocery store. People get mad in all these different scenarios. And they say, I'm, 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 I'm going to kill you. It's ridiculous, right? So don't worry about it. He's not going to come back. I said, man, it's my job to size up whether someone's lying to me or not. Because believe it or not, we're not the liars. Buyers are liars. Cases, buyers <laughs> are liars. They feel like it's no problem. I'm dealing with a liar. So I can lie to him. Dude, I live by strict guidelines, not lying. But anyways, tangent. So so back to somebody shooting a used car dealer. I know, right? So the <laughs> cops are there. They're 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 trying to leave. And I'm like, you can't leave. Like this guy, I'm telling you, I saw the look in his eyes. I mean, this guy was terrifying. 
that was nobody at the dealership packing heat or no nope yeah, first yeah. mistake yeah, that's what you do under corporate rule. And again, this was not that's, a that's my feature. negotiating tactic. <laughs> I know, right? I wish. So not really. Next thing you know, this car comes in hot. There's two cop cars literally like here and here. Here's the building. Guy flies in, goes to get out of his car and they arrest him. <laughs> they talk to him for a minute, which tells me that they said, did you bring a gun to kill them? They arrest him. I mean, what came of it? Did you press charges? Did he like what? Nothing came. And later on, I found out that this guy does have major mental issues, but comes from a from a family and knows a lot of people and literally nothing happened. And I've I've run into him a few times since it happened. Yeah. He's out there. And (laughs) oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's that. I don't know if I can top that. I've I've had a lot of veiled threats. I actually I had one Always. recently from another car dealer. And it was in writing. Like I've I took wow. the text messages and I forwarded um, them to my cop buddy and I just like, listen, I don't I don't want to generate extra paperwork for you guys, but do I need to do something about this? Do I at least need to like get it on record they file that that he said these things in case something more comes of it. And he's like, nah. He's like, I, we see this same thing cop said to you. We see this all the time. Nothing's going to happen. And I figured he was right. This guy is a, I won't say reputable. I'll say established high-end car dealership. Uh, and it would be silly to follow through on threats like that. I but, have an idea. Yeah. Who do you think? Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> sure you can. You can think things. Uh, NCAM. National Corvette Automobile no. Museum. What? No. no I, local. No, 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 no. No, they're not, not local? Locus. Okay, not never local. mind. North Coast Auto Mall? <laughs> I didn't say that. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is laughing, They know though. everybody now. <laughs> I used to play a game. I used to play a game when I saw North Coast auto auction or North North Coast Auto Mall license plate frames on cars. And I play spot the paintwork because they were so bad that you're just driving by stuff. on the highway and you could be like, yep, that side was painted by a spray can. Yeah. Anyway. Same color, but not quite. Oh, I know those. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. But we're not here to talk about shady dealers. We're here to talk about shady customers, shady customers. Oh, my gosh. All right. So let's let's just read some off. This is this is fun. All right. Um, Do you ever post cars without prices? Uh, Yes. Why? Because they haven't arrived yet and I haven't inspected the paint. I don't know if it's had paint work. I, I, I don't know if it's been smoked in you know we 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 get a lot of cars that we literally make the deal they sign paperwork and i might not see that car for two to three weeks later because they're in arizona or utah or Mm -hmm. whatever and without a doubt i am not pricing that car that car might show up so pristine that you're gonna ask more that i'm gonna ask more or it might show up and i literally say i i can't in good conscience sell this vehicle to anybody which i'm dealing (laughs) with right now but i'm not going to say who 
because I value my employment at Porsche <laughs> Beachwood. Thank Good you, Roger man. Penske. I Good appreciate man. you. All right. So uh, we do it fairly often. We've done it more lately because the market changes so much and you get a lot of hate oh, when God. you increase prices. Never when you lower prices. Correct. Well, not always. Jeez, I, I got some crap recently because I told a guy 140 grand before the car was listed and then we listed it for like 130. And he's like, what the deuce? You told me 140. I'm like, yeah, aren't you glad I dropped the price by 10 grand? Like, I'm allowed to change my price. I could have gone the other way. Yeah. Like, I, you can't win for we trying. Can. But uh, anyway, so sometimes if we're putting cars up on auction, we'll not post a price because, you know, we don't want to have a established price already there right. because that could limit bidding. Any reason for not posting a price. Maybe we're still thinking about it. Maybe we change our mind every day, whatever. But this guy emailed me. We had a uh, time capsule Acura CL. Yeah, it was it was a really cool car. It was like 10 grand. He emails me. Why is the price a big secret on 97 Acura CL? So I have to call and get some big history and sales pitch? This stuff is annoying to 100% of buyers. No, I'm not particularly shopping for that car, but why not just list the price? And since I'm already emailing you, I hope you already know that your website is not really mobile friendly. I have to turn my phone sideways to see descriptions and other info. It's 2019. If you want to be a dealer selling high-end cars, you might consider that your potential buyers are a bit smarter than the schmucks poking around on JD Byrider's site and expect a better presentation. I'm not telling you how to rub your business but I spent 18 years in the car business and your site probably doesn't retain traffic for very long. Something else you probably aren't paying any attention to. Apparently in his 18 years, he didn't learn people skills. <laughs> Websites are cheap. Hit me up with a price on that Acura. It's the least you could do after all of this free advice. <laughs> <laughs> so the best part is that he spent 18 years in the car business and he's inquiring on a sub $10,000 car. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We'll get to that. Like 10 minutes later from a different email address, he, he emails me. Here we go again. Secret pricing. How much is the Bentley? So I responded, and we either had it on an auction or we had taken a deposit. I think we had taken a deposit. So I just said, hey, you know, it's sale pending. So we take the price off when stuff is sale pending or sold. So he responds, so if it's not sold and delivered, it still should have a price. How long do you expect to survive in this market with emails, emails like this to car buyers? I love when guys like you don't take me seriously. At no point, did I gave him a price on the Acura, and I told him the Bentley was sale pending. That was it. I just, I mean, maybe he wanted a long conversation or, you know, something. So then he responded. Guess how he responded? Niceness? Sent me a picture of his garage. Yeah. With all of his exotic cars in it. Oh, had he, to, he was had doing to pull the stroke. The, had to pull the big card, <laughs> yeah. He was doing the stroke. Ten bucks says I didn't have time. I should have like Google reverse image searched the thing. Ten bucks <laughs> says he friggin' ripped it from oh for sure from somebody else. But anyway, yeah. I'm serious. I'm a serious buyer. I want ah, you yeah. to know. Look at all the cars I bought from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Ah, uh, not even gonna go there. Oh, it's probably it's the guy that bought him like from a guy he knows, paid cash. Got it for a twenty percent discount. Yep. You know, he he only buys cars from people he can rip off, and he rips off his friends. In our world, what that is is people that come and 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 they want the 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 newest, the freshest, the craziest GT three touring 
but they drive a an 11 year old X3 with 192,000 miles on it, and it's like, what am I? I don't even know how to process that. How do I process that? Like, this is a $200,000 car. You've never bought a car from me. And you're you're driving that, which, yeah, that's fine. I'm still going to help everybody the same way. Because mm-hmm. you never know. You definitely never know. You never definitely know. Definitely never know. I have learned that. I learned it once. You want to hear this story? I do. I started in the car business we and do. <laughs> yeah. I started in the car business in 1998. My my family owned a bunch of businesses and I'm not a silver spoon though. I, I moved out of my parents' house at 14. I'll let that be record. Um I started at a dealership that that was out in the middle of nowhere, Ashtabula County, Ohio, doesn't exist anymore. It was like Buick, Oldsmobile, GMC truck, Jeep, like this whole conglomerate of garbage. And uh, and uh, one of the first people I talked to, you know, I'm, I'm standing around the showroom, and I'll I'll, I'll set a little back uh, uh, background for you here. This showroom, the desks for the salespeople had had this like hole and this like metal ashtray that you could grab from like way up here and kick it off in your in your garbage can and set it there and just sit at your desk and smoke. Not a, like this is in so 1998. Like, hadn't it's been still, updated since 1975. At the very earliest. Like like this this is crazy, right? These desks are like 50 years old. Everybody that works there has a different bottle so that it was like a sharing is caring thing. Like, oh, I want gin. Uh, I'm, I'm going to oh, go see, and, and, and I'll say the name, Matt Carducci. Matt Carducci had gin. Donnie Vincenzo had the vodka. And, and Froggy, who, who was this Vietnam vet dude, but he was Froggy because he talked like this. He had he had the he had the bourbon or you know, Jack Daniels or whatever oh and so on right so this is the place I work at so if a car pulls why in, did you ever leave <laughs> yeah, I lasted like <laughs> six months until I got I'm like wow probably we, we, could have made a lot of cash there I, I actually got a commission slip on my grandparents deal and I was like whoa I made like three thousand dollars. To sell my grandparents a truck. Which means the dealer made like 10 G's. Unreal. It was like over sticker. I, I felt like dirt. I mean, yeah. I was I was an 18-year-old kid. I didn't uh, know. I, I, I you, know the, you know the old car dealer saying, though, right? That I say jokingly all the time. I learned it from my sales manager at the Land Rover dealer. If you can't gross your friends, who can you gross? Oh, God. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I don't I, abide by that. I know, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, I know. So, anyway, so, 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 so we're all standing around. There's like six, six salesmen. This 18 year old, you know, wasp, and then uh, all these like, guy, you know, hey, how's it going? How's it going? And, uh, and and they're sharks. I mean, they're dangerous. They'll bite you. And this this uh, Oldsmobile Delta 88 pulls in, pulls in, and they go. This one's all you, Stevie. Go get it. Go get it. Come on. Go get it. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm normally fighting to, to get a client. And they're like, go get it. I walk out. He got this big, 
Fam- what, what's what's a guy from Dukes of Hazard with the overalls? Uncle Jesse. You got Uncle Jesse, flat out Uncle Jesse, gets out of the car, and I go, "Hi, welcome to Rugala Stanton Motors. My name's Stephen, and you are." And he goes, "Bah, get the manager." I'm like, oh, uh, I'm here to help you. He says, "No, get the manager." I said, "Okay, come on in." So we go in, we sit down, manager comes over, he goes, oh, God, you. Oh, God. Listen, it's 200 bucks. You're not messing me up again. It's 200 bucks. The 200 bucks is about the 1994, which, which was like a four or five-year-old car at that point, Oldsmobile Delta 88. And I don't even know what's going on. And they they bicker back and forth. And, you know, finally the guy says, fine, 250 bucks or whatever. He takes for a four-year-old car. Now, I'm just blown away. I have no idea what's going on. I walk away. I, I get the deal together. I put everything together, take it to finance. All the guys are laughing that I work with. They're all laughing their asses up, stuff off. And anyway, so it's I'm fine. like, I'm like. What, what is going on here? And uh, finally, they say, okay, go go park the trade in the back. We'll deal with it later. And I'm like, what's going on? So they're laughing. They're patting me on the back. I go out and I look in this car. And Uncle Jesse's a, a hog farmer out in Ashtabula County, out in Orwell. And he doesn't like trucks, but he has to farm. So you look inside the car and it's literally full of pig shit like a truck moving pig shit would be full of the whole back seat the trunk the passenger seat and there's actual pig doo-doo like rubbed into the driver's seat what in the so Deals all done, whatever. I come into the showroom and and all the guys are laughing at me and I go, what are you guys laughing about? They're like, hey, you had to deal with that trade. I go, yeah. They're like, huh, wasn't worth it. I go, bought the car at MSRP. It was worth it. They go, how could that be worth it? So I don't know. I went to the back. I grabbed those plastic bag things that you put over the driver's seat, grabbed a couple gloves, drove it into the back with the windows down, and there it is. It was fantastic. I had to smell some pig crap, which being from Ashtabula County, I smelled every day of my life growing <laughs> up and cleaned for years, oh, shoveling that man. crap. But yeah, no, I, I think I made like $1,500 to spend 30 seconds around some pig manure that I was used to my whole life anyway. There you go. There we go. There you go. That's the stuff that happens in the garbage, (laughs) which is why we drink. All right. More hate mail. More hate mail. Um, All right. This one is... eh, Yeah. Some of this will not be appropriate because we are reading it directly, Uh direct quotes. So I don't have a bleeper here. Uh, you've probably experienced this. When you list cars, especially Ferraris, Lamborghinis, that have the six-speed sequential manual transmission, you put the VIN in, 
<laughs> you already know where I I'm going. absolutely <laughs> know what you're talking about. You put the VIN auto in, pop. it auto-decodes yep. it auto as pop. a manual. So like if, you know, if a buyer's searching for a manual Ferrari, you got to sift through all the ones listed as manuals that aren't. It's just like if you're buying, you should figure out at some point that the, not all the dealers are lying that they have a manual to try to hoodwink people. Right. And as a seller, as a dealer, you figure out real quickly. But some people have short tempers. And I had a 2009 Gallardo listed for sale, which apparently was a man- listed as a manual, mm-hmm. even though it was an e-gear. The guy emails me. His buyer details. His name is not manual. His email address is not a manual at edadick.net. <laughs> Message from buyer. He's just reading, folks. Idiot. <laughs> it's like Dwight Schrute. Idiot. Oh, idiot. I love it. You're the idiot. Uh, test drives. Oh, so painful. Do you allow test drives? Very seldomly. You know, if it's a Macan, a Cayenne, maybe a Panamera, if it's not like a Turbo or Turbo S or something. But come on, guys. There are literally companies that exist that charge you like two, three thousand dollars to drive these cars. If we were gonna let you drive these cars freely, do you think they would be in business? They wouldn't exist. Exactly. Come All on. Right. So we have a limited test drive policy. It's on a case by case basis. Case Definitely case. not in the winter. Um, yep, differs probably a little bit for you guys because you're selling daily drivers and stuff like that. But um, we had a amazing like f- what what not 455 i don't know a mallet 435 corvette i guess it was it's 435 beast. horsepower yeah anyway so a guy emailed me like to test drive your chevrolet corvette and typically when that's the first thing out of your mouth nope no nope, way no let's talk about the car first and then if you ask for a test drive maybe i think you're serious um do you take motorcycles in on trade? I said, yep, you're welcome to come see this vet, and I'll be happy to take you for a ride, but this particular one is not available for a customer test drive. Part of it was that the car had 12-inch rear wheels, 12-inch wide, not like yeah. Mini Cooper style, <laughs> 12-inch rear wheels, and the tires were freaking unobtainium. You couldn't get the right size tires. So the tires that were on it were that. like 15-year-old rocks. And I'm like, that nobody's test driving this. Uh, he said, thank you, but if I can't drive it, I'm not interested in buying it. So sad. I responded, Kip, I understand your position, but we have to be very careful with allowing test drives on high horsepower cars with people we don't know. You're a random dude from the internet. It's real. That being said, if you're interested in the car, we would allow a test drive if we have made a deal contingent on the test drive and we have a deposit in hand. Is that is that reasonable? You know what's really weird is you and I have never discussed this, but somehow came up with the exact same policy. <laughs> how is this how is this a thing i don't know maybe because it's reasonable uh, yes his response cool your jets it's a 99 corvette a twenty thousand dollar <laughs> used car my truck has more horsepower doubt it 
Yeah. You're right. You don't know me. You don't know what I've driven. You don't know what I currently own or have owned in the past. You don't know my experience or my driving record. That's right. And that's why I said you couldn't have a test drive. Both are excellent, by the way, says the people that, yeah. That don't even have enough car insurance to cover the right. car if they totally right. They got you, they got what is it one eight hundred general now yes. like that's what they got bro minimum coverage oh, for minimum man. budgets yes you might want to rethink your sales approach good day sir James two he quotes a Bible verse James I'm, I'm gonna look I that up I said good day. James two oh I think I think it's about like judging people. But like oh, at yeah. church, my bro- oh, it is my brother. Show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Wow. So he pulled that card on me for not letting. That's a heavy card. That's (laughs) That's a heavy heavy card. card. I'm going to hell because I didn't let you drive my Corvette. (laughs) You know, and and, and that's something for me, like with, with a blue collar father, you know, my dad loved the guy is amazing. Has never done anything but hard work his entire life. You know, he he drives like the cheapest garbage, and you know, he'll drive like a five thousand, eight thousand dollar car, right. but he'll stroke five hundred and fifty thousand dollar checks for a piece of equipment every single time he needs it. Right. But if he showed up at my store, you know, this guy looks like a bum. Right. A bum. Yeah. He is not a bum. Never do I ever judge on that. But what I will judge on is BS. Yeah. And we smell it. There you go. We smell it. The more they talk, the less likely I am to take them seriously. Especially when it's, I'd like to drive. Whatever. I got all this experience. I got 800 horsepower cars. Yep. Okay. Great. Good for you. This is my car, not yours. All right. So speaking of speaking of Jesus, uh, we're going from James two to the, uh, trust. Just wait for it. Wait for it. We're we're going somewhere we're here. No, I'm going to go to a commercial break first. I've got to say something for my sponsors. We're going to come back to we're going to come back to greetings and salutations, my brother in Christ. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Celebrity Machines is a proud sponsor of SwitchCast. Celebrity Machines offers more than 250 different screen-accurate license plates as they appeared in movies and TV shows like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Office, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. Celebrity Machines also makes our Switch Cars dealer insert plates as well as our commemorative 2539 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever. Visit CelebrityMachines.com for more info and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save a whopping 25.39% at checkout. Who happens to be involved in that company? Travis Bell. Oh, Travis, I hope you're watching. Uh, Do you know Travis Bell? Don't know him. We're Facebook friends. Got a special spot in my heart for you, bro. Aw. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hmm. All right, this is a good one. This this is from 
This is from Prince Mobry, which he's emailed me. Have, has Prince Mobry ever emailed you? One million percent. Seriously? Yep. Yes. He's emailed us like every year or two, he'll email about a car. Lowball the crap out of us. So I will say that the yellow 718. That's that what, you wholesale no, 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 to me. I just wrote that you wholesale to me. That's what this email is about, dude. He he said that you had offered it to him at a certain for how price. Much? For how much? Oh God, what was it like? Forty eight grand? Oh, I don't know. Uh, or fifty eight grand? No, this is different. It doesn't say. He emailed, okay. but but the number that you offered it to him for was the same number you offered it to me for, and that's fine. You're selling something. Hey. I paid it and I bought it for that. And then he wanted to buy it for that same number. Once you had wholesaled it to me for that number, I paid and to you certified it. All kinds of stuff. Redetailed it, paid to insure it, paid a lot fee, paid uh, a floor plan, which for people who don't know, floor plan is, is you know, it's, it's interest that we pay. You know, paid to advertise it, paid all these, paid somebody to sell it, paid all these things. And, and he kept sending us the same number. And honestly, this guy was actually great to deal with. Oh, which, he's very pleasant. He's very pleasant. Yes. That's why it's a Porsche Beachwood experience that I have no problem talking about. And I feel horrible for the guy. He's, I just. Not as a person. I don't know. Dude, the transporter. Holy smokes. Wait, did he buy it? He bought it. And he, 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 dude, he's been I, emailing me over the years for like, I don't bought know, it. eight years and just he lowballing so hard. And, and I'm, he did the same with me and that's fine. I have zero bad blood with this guy. Mm. In fact, I feel really bad for this guy. What, the Not his character. screwed it up. Dude, complete theft. An entire truck full of cars went missing for like almost a month i want to say zero response we had the police involved it was horrible he finally got his car and it had hundreds and hundreds of extra miles on it <laughs> Did like they borrow like, it for like an exotic car rental something something thing? something was up like I I, I, the... I did all the digging that my sleuth self knows how to do to try and figure out what was actually going on. And man, his transporter basically stole cars because it was it was almost a month of nothing. And then all of a sudden they show up and I get it. Trucks break down. Yeah. But. The cars yeah. on them don't show up with hundreds, almost a thousand extra miles. And you know oh what? Oh my goodness. This is why I don't mind talking about this one client. Prince Aubrey was a gentleman. Hmm. This guy, this guy, I felt so bad for him. You know, he, he gave a little bit of heat at one point, but man, anybody deserves to. So that I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm, so I'm now probably now going a bad. different direction. Now I feel bad reading. No, 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 no. no, no. Right? This is, I, this is, it's just funny, right? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, always good communication with the guy, but it's just when yep. some people use more words than other people. He's got a good story though. Yeah. If you Google him. Yeah. Like with the name, like Prince. I, Aub like I, I never Googled. Him. I, I, I Googled him. Like he's got a great story, bro. Hmm. The guy's legit. 
Okay. And he's like a motivational but, speaker now. Sorry, but, okay, ahead. fine. Go he's, that yeah, gives a good, lot cool. of good backstory. He's a motivational speaker. Well, apparently he needs a yellow Porsche for his motivational speaking. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't. Prince Mowbray, I, all due respect, I... You are not like these other people that just have general vitriol in their hearts. This is just a funny email because of your excellent use of words. Greetings and salutations, my brother in Christ. I trust all is well with you and your family. I write to you in search of a modest yet spectacular vessel fit for me to minister and conduct the wonderful works of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I understand that you are the one with whom I am to be speaking with. Oh, my wife would... With, with, to assist and aid me in my endeavors. I thank you in advance. With that being said, I would love to extend an immediate, direct, all cash offer of $30,000 for, <laughs> for your 2018 Porsche 718 Boxster, depending on test drive and inspection. I graciously look forward to hearing from you. Blessings, healing, and abundance in Jesus Christ. Bro, blessings, healing, and abundance to you if you're watching this. That was a low ball. <laughs> That, that was that that, that hey, was a low ball. Dude, I really I, I appreciate how you were with us. I appreciate you. I'm not kidding, man. I, I really I have respect for this guy. But man, next time get a little bit closer to what somebody's yeah. asking because yeah, on, uh, we, we need, it makes we need me want to like ask you for more than what I'm even asking. We need more blessings and abundance in Jesus Christ. That thirty uh, grand agree. is not abundance. That is not Jesus abundance. Christ. That is <laughs> that is not abundance. That is uh <laughs> <laughs> all good bro all good oh man hey, oh man you never know unless you ask we always say right you yeah, never know true. unless you ask that's true Rest. okay uh yeah M- more blessings please more blessings next time <laughs> how how many times can't use that how much mileage can't get out of that okay uh the wife card oh why do you do it Hey, it's real simple. You, she either knows about it, or what are you doing? What are you doing? Do you have that much time or, away or from don't your wife? Ask. They don't have that much time away from their wife. I mean, not if they're a decently respectable guy. She knows. We either know that she knows that you're looking for the car. Or you have enough money to hide it. You might have enough money to hide it to some degree, which is why Doug has the the, the frame thing in his office. <laughs> Hold on, this topic is brought to you by Keep Your Woman But Switch Cars. Ten <laughs> percent off of Keep Your Woman But Switch Cars T-shirts on shopswitchcars.com using the promo code SwitchCast. And for an extra five hundred dollars, Doug is kind enough to provide you with a receipt showing what you told your wife. That you paid for this car. <laughs> He's a oh. Good guy, great guy. All right, so this guy, oh man, a sent over purchase agreement. We agreed on a price. He said, "Please note the bank would like an itemized entry for shipping." Blah 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 blah. Set up the PPI. Followed up five days later, and he said, "Apologies for the late response. I found out after ordering and paying for the PPI pre-purchase inspection." <clears throat> my wife decided to charge $54,000 of house renovation on my credit cards, hoping to make points. <laughs> she just paid it all off, but the charges were on my credit for 23 days. My score dropped from 
I guess I can't say because it's whatever. 700s to 600s. I didn't say the guy's name. You did so. not. You're good. I'm getting horrible APRs due to the fiasco. I need to back off for 30 to 45 days and wait for all the charges to clear from my credit. Don't leave all your finances to your wife. Shake my head. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, he's probably the kind of guy that does stuff rogue, too. But, I mean, uh, oh, gosh. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Casey, I, I, I know you're listening in another room. <laughs> Come on, please. Please. Someday we're going to be at a point, And I... I know I can trust you. I know I can trust you, so don't worry. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of using code SWITCHCAST to get 10% off your shirt. I'm doing that tonight. This It's not a question of the day. It is the, the comment of the day uh, about this stuff. And he gets a free T-shirt. You can, too, Ooh. if you interact with us. Aaron Bresnikov, <laughs> when s- this idea is genius, it deserves more than a T-shirt. But that's all I got for you, bro. I, I am going to steal it. So no, I'm not stealing it. I'm buying the rights to this idea with a T-shirt. Is that the local kid? No, Aaron Bresnikov. He's I don't not know. Local? <laughs> I think that's a kid that like, like switches cars a lot. He's I have like no really idea. Young, but. I, Anyways, whatever. If if that's the case, he's going to go far with a response like this. He says, when selling a Mustang, every person that offered me cash today for half my Damn. asking price was told to come and get it and given the address of the Northeast Clown Institute in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Here's it, to you, bro. It worked a few times. I love it. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that. It's going to be a new company. That's fabulous. Company that is fabulous. <laughs> SwitchCast is brought to you by BoxCast. BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers in more than 200 countries. Their founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, to make people part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt, BoxCast is an easy, flexible, live streaming platform for organizations. BoxCast is so easy, we are broadcasting this show live with our phone. Head over to switchcars.com slash BoxCast for your free trial. Oh, man. So the wife cards, we're going to get to... Oh, man. This this I, one, this bro, guy might take up the rest of the show. Real quick. I sold for a long time. I smoked that wife card out every time. I lay What was that, your response? It wasn't a response. It was a question. So is there anyone else that's involved in this decision? What do you mean? That's when I knew. They had the wife card they were about to pull out. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, I mean exactly what you're thinking. Your wife, your minister, your children, some BS like string dangling that you're going to go, here's my lifeline. I can leave now and not make a decision <laughs> on something that I allegedly actually want. Now, is there someone else other than you not you, somebody else that has a say in this decision. Um, 
That's all I needed to hear. Or no. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's continue. In the car business, we call it qualifying, right? Right. Meet and greet, qualify. These are good things. These are good things for the client and good for us. It's mutually beneficial. Qualifying is figuring out what they actually want so that we can provide them what they actually want. Or like you said earlier, I told you this isn't the car for him. Yeah. Because you know what? I qualified you or your client via you and knew that he had certain expectations. I killed it. This isn't the car for him. Yeah. Or do you know what? I've qualified. I've found out what your client is looking for and I'm, I'm go, let's go. This is the one. And that's when I go into sales mode. I ask a few more questions. I make sure everything's right. And then I provide what you, the client has requested to purchase. And if I can't do that, I don't go through the motions because quite honestly, there are other people that want to buy it. I don't have to sell it to you. I could yeah. sell it to somebody else. I don't need to lie. I don't need to misrepresent anything. I don't need to do any of that. And it took me minutes in the car business to figure that out. The idiots are the ones that do those things. And the successful people with successful careers that have repeat return clientele are the people that do it right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all it is. All right. So we're going to talk about a, a local guy. Ooh. This, this might take up the rest of the show because th th there's a lot to be learned from this. But um, I learned something from him. He was incredibly difficult. I don't remember the details of everything. I just remember that he did not value my time or the time cost of the money that was being tied up, dragged the deal out, took his time. I'm paying cash. No, I'm financing things like that. But then would brag about how much money he had and show off all the other things he liked to spend money on. Are you going to say the name? Maybe. Right, you have to tell me. Are you, you going to guess? It sounds like a lot of people. I, know. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I, I can't guess that. I, I, I could, but man, okay. so, sounds like a few of you. So one of my dealer friends said to me at the end of this, because I was just venting to him, be happy you won because you took his money. So I took comfort in that because sometimes the most satisfying deals are the ones where you get to take money from clients who are the tightest tightwads on the planet. Like no, nobody else can get their money. So if you can sell them a car, it's like, man, I got to sell that guy a car and take their money. Now, granted, that story was from 2009 when any money was good. Any buyer was yes. a good buyer. Hard time. Now the tables have turned and dealers, dealers are getting pretty dang arrogant. Never good for either of us. How do you strike a good balance between honoring good clients, weeding out the bad ones, taking the business you can get because you'll need it in the lean times versus holding on for the best clients? Say it again. Uh, it's a loaded question. I'm just saying like, okay, um, right now dealers 
are being super arrogant. They're kicking so, clients to the curb. So, 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 in 2009, so, so no, the tables are totally different. It's all about current clients. Okay. We have current clients. We have would-be clients. You're asking, how do we weed out? How, well, how do you strike the balance between this guy might be difficult, but he will potentially be a client for the long term versus the quick money guys hit or here because good times are good times. Honestly, I'm 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 going with the difficult guy. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not going with the easy guy. The 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 difficult guy, I need to have a difficult conversation. And that's my moment. Now the tables have turned and I need you to realize that what you've always had is this upper hand where we're we're servants and we're serving you and by the way i hang out with some of the coolest people on the planet i don't need some local eh, like legit you're, you're not actually offering me something you're offering me a pain in the butt but i have honestly taken this as an opportunity to take those people that have been painful and help them understand that, look, if I can help you in this when nobody else is, let's be friends. You got to remember it. It goes both ways. I've honestly had a few. And I know because we text almost daily where guys that, that are traditionally painful are appreciative and they know because they're intelligent. Nobody spent $200,000 and they're an imbecile, right? Nobody's doing that unless it's, you know, born money. And that's not yeah. that prevalent. They buy Benzes anyway. <laughs> All right. We got Mike from Ohio. He wants to be on here. So we're going to say hi to Mike from Ohio. Hi, Mike from Ohio. How you doing? Is this Doug? This is, and Stephen. Oh, all right. Yeah, I wanted to just give a, a shout out to Steve and uh, Porsche of Beachwood. Uh, I think over the period of about four months, we bought two cars there, one that was new, and uh, the other one is sitting uh, back in your storage area, oh. the uh, Carrera 4 GTS. And we were really well treated uh, on both deals. And uh, Steve helped out a lot with uh, getting that car. So good enough and really enjoying the program. Well, thank okay. you. This guy sounds like a guy that would never be on the wall of shame. I want to tell you, please <laughs> shoot me an email tomorrow because you are going on a special wall. <laughs> shoot me an email. Give me, give me your info. And I'm telling you, I, I really appreciate it. We're all people. We, you know, there's garbage everywhere and there's good people everywhere. And yeah, no, I, I, all right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks. I, I appreciate Thanks. it Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. Bye. We got a weird echo thing going there. Anyway. Man, that was um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's an See, awesome guy. Nice, nice people. All right. Who, so, who so back it, to this. Yeah. Okay. Mike, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so okay. like back, amiss that. Back to this uh, difficult guy here. So, yes, sometimes the difficult clients are good for the long term, but then you got to know when to kick them, kick them to the curb. 
So this particular guy about whom I received that advice, he was a pain in my butt. He bought an amazing car. It's a Rosa Rubino Ferrari 599 with crema interior oh, and shoot like me. burgundy dash and steering wheel and stitching. And oh, it was gorgeous. It was sexual gorgeous. metal. That's sexual metal right there. Right. Unreal. He is on my wall of shame. He's on my wall of shame because I, I'd invite him to drives and stuff. And his excuse was always his boat. He had this Sunseeker boat. So I, he got an email to come on a Ferrari drive or whatever. And one of his responses was, my Sunseeker is always dust free in the summertime due to it costing 12 times the five ninety nine. Mike always looks after it first. He has somebody to look <sighs> after it. Maybe I need to get an Enzo and a Bugatti or just a vintage Ferrari like a 330, and those would become his focus. <laughs> but here, so John Sabo, good buddy of both of ours, John went Sabo. to his office. I've never heard of him. Went to this guy's office to collect some money because the, the, the customer was overdue. And he looked and he went into his office, and I saw it too. And he had this giant in the wall fish tank. Love that. Rich. Amazing. Super Rich. 1990s. <laughs> no fish in it. And Sabo quips to him, man, maybe that's that's why you couldn't pay me because you need the money to go buy some fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's very Sabo. John's gut was Ooh. right, as was mine on this guy, as in 2016... He was convicted of diverting business funds for personal luxuries, including this Sunseeker yacht that he bragged to me about costing so much. He was ordered to pay 500K in fines and 1.3 million in restitution in addition to six months in jail and six months on house arrest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so his Sunseeker that cost twelve times his five nine nine, he was using as tax write offs. He had it in the you know an LLC, and uh, yeah, wise move. So, but that doesn't illustrate how much of a uh, jerk this guy was. Difficult how how difficult he was. I was doing some googling on him yesterday. Oh, I love doing the research. In two thousand, you. you you know. I don't know who you are. In 2011, he bought a property that included an easement. Like it, it, it was a lakefront property and there's like, you know, eight houses or whatever. Yeah. And there was an easement for all of them that was this driveway paved with red interlocking bricks. And it was very specific in the legal documents, red interlocking bricks. And the trustee, the trust that was, that owned this easement had been around since like 1920, and in 1996, they formalized the rules that they had to be red interlocking bricks, right? So 20, 15 years later, he buys this property, and he's, he wanted to put snow melt under a snow melt system underneath the, the easement, the driveway. Like a, the, the, a heated? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. so it's not his, but they're allowed to do improvements as long as they repave it with red interlocking bricks. That is like in the court documents. I If I had to do a shot for every time I heard rent red interlocking bricks, I would be freaking hammered. So he submitted an architectural plan that included red interlocking bricks in the architectural plan. He then installed yellow interlocking bricks 
on the section in front of his house. So red, 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 yellow, red, 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 red. The trustees of said easement likely already tired of his shenanigans, which wouldn't be any surprise with this guy. Shenanigans. Just pulled up his yellow bricks without any notice at all. Just grabbed them. So Mr. Clocker sued the trust. The court granted summary judgment against him. He appealed, included in his claims, right? You know this is a friggin' diva, right? I installed (laughs) yellow bricks when I knew I had to install red bricks. (laughs) Included in his claims against them, and there was a long list of claims, was intentional infliction of emotional distress. Maybe he was a fan of Wizard of Oz, and he had to have these the yellow bricks. (laughs) emotional distress the the justice this is why the justice system is broken it's broken because of people like this who tie up the courts with their first world problems can I give you one story on that I I, I know we're there right Mm -hmm. so I'll only say he's a local prominent well known attorney his name is John Doe, but he bought a car from a dealership I worked at, paid cash, long time ago, by the way, not Porsche Beachwood, put a boatload of miles on it, like drove it around the country, came back, dropped the keys on the desk and goes, I want my money back. This wasn't me, but I got to witness. What do you mean? I want my money back. No, you bought the car. You already have the title. It's been 40 days. I don't care. I'll bury you in paperwork. You can't afford to do this. All said and done, this cost me, I'm not going to do the math right now, but I want to say it cost me like, 500 to 900 dollars out of my paycheck a reverse commission well no we we had to buy it from him for what he paid with taxes so we lost all the taxes we lost like the 15 20 percent that a vehicle depreciates in two months time and used to <laughs> normal times. Yeah, yeah. No, no, normal times are different. It is a long time ago, but to that guy, I say me. Why'd you guys. buy it back? Trust me, it would have cost more fighting him in legal in legal fees and taking it back. And you know what? It was a weird situation. Don't get any ideas, guys. This guy's time. He has more of it than money. And he's got a lot of money. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it'd be awesome if we could sniff those people out beforehand. But sure would be. I, um, I had this happen yesterday, actually. So I store people on my phone. So it takes, a, it takes a fair amount to make it onto the wall of shame. It takes a lot to get in my phone with, like, I have this guy named, like, Eric the Time Waster in my phone. <laughs> So somebody texted me the other day about a car 
and it just came up. And thankfully, I had him saved in my phone because I didn't remember his number or whatever. And it came up as Mike, do not answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting in the I was sitting in the the other guy's office, and I was like, "Oh man, you guys know this guy. You talk to him, and I warned you about him. And man, he ran me through the ringer. And I, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day about that client. But um, so I started looking back through his text. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, I don't." I don't think that is the same Mike. Like, hmm, weird. So I searched my phone for the other guy. I was like, oh, no, that guy's listed in my phone as Mike Payne in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take got a lot call. of those in my phone. Yeah, yeah, no, I do not take that call anymore. Golly. Ah, I, I wish I could tell this. That is a, that's a whole 15-minute story just about that Sucks guy. Sucks when those guys are, like, famous. Like fame. Oh, oh, like like famous. Like everybody knows who they are. It's they're on TV and all this stuff. And you're like, I don't even want to take the message. Like I'm not even gonna reply. By the way, Zach Plesak, I'm sorry. I love you. I didn't mean to put you off for like three weeks. That was a mistake. I'm not talking about you. Just popped in my head. It's not you, bro. I love all right. you. We're boys. So I guess last question of this. Is what do you do when the hate mail is from another dealer? Because there's apparently this unwritten rule in the car industry that you can't say anything bad about other dealers. Oh, screw that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you? Are you going to call another dealer out and, as being shady or whatever? In reality, yeah. Like, like not opinion, but reality, for sure. On the internet? No, no. I mean, okay. right, right here, right now, I will. Okay, name one. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I just, like, I've gotten some serious, I, I said at the beginning of this, that the the one that I actually sent to the cops was another dealer, and he threatened me. He's like, keep your name out of my mouth, you know, blah, blah, blah. And everybody knows him. Everybody knows him. as this bipolar, crazy son of a gun. He deals in Porsches. Um, not saying he it. deals in all sorts of things related to Porsches. Wink, wink. <laughs> Only things that are Porsches. But, dude, this guy is a psycho. Psycho. But, and I, I came psycho. really close to just publishing, just posting his text, just screen grabs of his text messages to me. <sighs> you don't want the legal problems. This man. wouldn't be legal. He sent me those text messages. That's true. That's not slander. That's true. I don't want the drama. Yeah. But at the same time, how much could I save other people from the drama by exposing those people? Because uh, like CNC we're exotics. Saints. We're saints. Are we saints by not saying anything or? We're saints if we say something, actually. Ah. I know it sucks. Dude, like I, I can honestly say. That since 1998, my first uh, sales manager, Van Sinkle, he taught me, you're either selling or you're lying. You're never doing the same. Period. Guy died of Alzheimer's. Fantastic guy. I grew up with his kid, the, two of his kids. Colton Hinkle, if you're listening, I'm telling you, your dad gave me nuggets of gold. I love the guy so much. I'm so sorry with what you went through. But man, you're either selling or you're lying. 
and he told me to never shit where you eat because that was that was a little <laughs> tough for me when I was eighteen years old. But, well, but that saying kind of goes back to it: is is do you call out other dealers or do you just be better than they are and let them bury themselves? The the tricky thing comes in where consumers hear you talk bad about somebody and then they yes. instantly think poorly of you right they they don't think poorly of the person you're talking bad about yep. even though you are literally just giving them facts mm-hmm. so so you have to walk on eggshells with consumers that you don't know i mean right for all the people we know you know we know you and we know each other and yeah we're we can shoot straight Shoot it straight, no problem. But for those other guys, like, ah, God. But where's the line between, and I get that, right? You badmouth, if, if you're trying to make yourself look good by badmouthing another dealer, it just doesn't for work. Sure. For but sure. But what about, let's talk, CNC Exotics, right? They went down in a, they went up in a ball of flames this year, shut down by the state DMV, lawsuits, investigations. All them. I knew about yeah, yeah, them yeah, as yeah. most people in the industry <laughs> did a year before this happened. Yeah. We couldn't say anything because, well, it's not fact. It's we're, hearsay. We're it's garbage. This and that. Right. Yeah. Or we're other dealers, so we can't say anything. But because we didn't say anything publicly, they screwed over a year's worth of clients that lost anywhere from tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars each. So where where's the line between not wanting to look bad for clients versus saving everybody's ass. I'm going to attempt to give you a quick story and I know I'm bad at it, but <laughs> I'm just going to cut you off after a minute and a but half. But <laughs> we bought a car, right? We bought a car and and resold it like that. It was a it was a a yellow 993 C2S. This was like 6 7 years ago. We bought it from a dealer that I'm not going to say who you are, but you know who you are, you dirty rat. Sold it to a guy in Arizona. That guy was wonderful to deal with. However, when we attempted to attain title. was nowhere to be found. We got the title. And then we got a call from the FBI. Oh, geez. You dirty rats. Literally had a man who was about to die sign over a title at zero dollars to a hundred and twenty thousand a hundred and twenty nine thousand dollar car. Good golly. He signed it over to us, and then his family, thank God, came at you, and I think they won. My guess is on who that is, but we're not gonna talk about that here. So on that bombshell to steal a top gear (laughs) um thank you all for listening we didn't even scratch the surface of the hate mail that i've received or just that us as as a dealer organization have received not because we're shady, just because people are messed up. We didn't even get to play the audio from the my auto oh, show no. fan. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, should we? Should yeah, okay. no, we Once should. Again, Let's go. Let's okay, go. random. This is not related so to good. any of this. This is just just getting into so personal good. hate. I don't even know where this came from. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, profanity warning. I don't know how to edit this out. This is a an actual voicemail on our office line that we got. Shortly after the Cleveland Auto Show. 
Saw you at the auto show. Boy, are you a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So so there's that. You smell that you're arrogant. The, I don't the, know what the to idiot say. didn't call from a blocked number though. <laughs> so I totally could have called him back. I, I, I should, got help for you there. I should publish his I number. Know people, we're gonna get you. I should publish his number. Okay, uh, Stephen, uh, thank you for being my guest tonight. Thanks for having me, bro. Um, Got to have you back for for more shenanigans. Um, where can people find you on the internet, or do they just? Call Porsche Beachwood and, and look you up. They can call Porsche Beachwood. They can go to S Dumperth on Instagram. They can uh, send a carrier pigeon to University Heights. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you for being on, Stephen. Thanks, bro. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. We hope you found it enjoyable. There will be more of this to come because we got tons of uh, material. As long as people are people, they will continue to say dumb things. So much. Thank you to our sponsors, GT Vault, BoxCast, Switch Cars, Celebrity Machines, and Stephen Holm Woodworking, who made us this awesome podcast desk. Thank you to our producer and call screener, Ethan Huffnagel. Our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream the full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available Friday in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week, we will have John Sabo back on, and we will be taking your calls on all things car-related. We're going to get into what's going on in the car market. So we'll see you next Wednesday and every Wednesday at 8 p.m., and we'll look forward to answering your automotive questions to help you on the drive of your life.